0: The Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Planted with Sarah Pion. I'm Sarah Pion, your host. And today we have Brennan Monconduit, the head of field sales at PAX. Now, I've known PAX for a really long time, and I'm a huge fan of the vapes, Um, not just the dry flower vapes, but also the ones that take oil. being the work that I do, we've worked with you forever, and I'm really excited to have you here to talk about you, the exciting changes that are happening at PAX, or actually additions, and just a general talk, and we get to kick off the year together. This is the first podcast of 2023, so welcome. Thanks for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me, Sarah. I'm super excited to um, discuss all the great things that we're doing at PAX and um, catch up.
0: Yeah. Oh and I I I did a when I um when I was checking out some of your products I actually did a little uh, video on my experience that I got a pop up too so I'll I'll have to do that when when this episode comes out. So it's just been fun playing with it but before we nerd out on all that and you know I love to do that let's talk about you a little bit. I always love to ask my guests what your first cannabis experience was like.
1: Yeah, um, it's a a funny story. I think uh, I think the first time I tried cannabis was was in a joint, Um, you know, a little bit about me is I kind of grew up around a strict family in regards to cannabis and other drugs. It was kind of lumped into to everything. You know, this is these are drugs. Don't do them. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was really serious about sports in high school. And so I really avoided it for the most part. I had a lot of friends that were like hobbyist growers in high school and, um, you know, definitely hung out, I guess, stoner adjacent, uh-huh. um, but, uh, it was really focused on sports and, and, you know, trying to get a scholarship. And so did my best to, to, to stay away from it. But funny enough, the first time I ever, um, smoked was the day of my high school graduation, really? um, <laughs> before the graduation. So, um, And it was it was great. I instantly fell in love. I was at peace and comfortable just waiting for my name to be called. And um, it's funny because I'm pretty impatient, you know, and don't really like to wait and stand in line and just be in those types of environments. And so instantly helped me with kind of mellowing out the anxiety and, um, you know, saw that it was something I liked really early on.
0: It's interesting that you say that because I think it was last year I was interviewing Andrew D'Angelo and he he said something similar to that. He's like, I had nothing to do with cannabis when I was in school. I was an athlete. I was serious about it. And then he experienced it and he was like, oh, maybe that wasn't such a big deal after all. But, you know, we, especially when you're like you're looking at performance and you're taking things seriously – you, you don't, you don't want to take any chances. Now we're having the conversations about athletes and the restorative nature of being able to use cannabis for, you know, helping with a lot of different things, which we won't go into today, but I just think, I think it's a fascinating thing. And what made you decide to get into cannabis um, as a career?
1: Well, I mean, you know, to a little bit to follow from that, from that story, it was um, my my family was in town from New Orleans um, for a relative's like 50th birthday party. It was like a a roaring twenties themed birthday party. And um, so all my family um, and I'm talking, you know, older cousins come from a giant family in town from New Orleans and the after party um, I guess the cannabis just kept going. And that's the first time I did a bong that same day of my graduation. Um, And just, I remember just laughing so hard. I was crying like the entire night. Um, and so, I mean, that's kind of one of the reasons why I got into cannabis is, um, first, you know, it's been around my family for a long time. Um, you know, people who have used it to, to help improve their life, their quality of life, um, you know, whether that's, um, you know, from cancer and, you know, other illnesses and, and, um, learning more about that as I got older, you know, starting to see not only that, but how it brings people together. Um, was huge. I mean, I'm friends with for life with so many people that I've met um through this plant. And so I think the the sense of community for sure um is one of the biggest reasons why I explored it and then you know, I I am naturally I'm a Capricorn, I'm always focused on, you know, business and and, and entrepreneurship and um you know, shortly after I stopped playing ball, I, I got into the business of cannabis and so um it was maybe not so much now, but kind of a goal for financial freedom um, at, at one point in my life, and so um, yeah, it's, it's, that's probably the, the the biggest reasons I I got into the industry.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting when you're saying like the not so much now, but you know at the time the goal for financial freedom because I I started during the two fifteen days, and that was I mean you know it was things were different. And um, it was a really, there were a lot of really great ways to, like, pay the bills.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting being on, um, you know, the transition of the industry and, you know, what it used to be like being a vendor or a sales person in those 215 days versus now. And, um, you know, sometimes I miss a lot of things from from those days, but I, I am also grateful of, you know, how far the industry's come along and a lot of otherwise. ways.
0: Exactly. Exactly, I um the one thing I do miss though, is um although you know I'm no longer behind the bar, but when I was, I really missed um being able to measure out flower, and I found that it was like an amazing education to like become very intimate with like bud structure and aroma, and it was just so much more of an education and and it was also fun. You know, you'd have people who like their little buds or they wanted one gargantuan bud. And I always love like throwing one big bud down that was like exactly an eighth. And they'd be like, whoa.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I remember that with the the magnifying glasses and the chopsticks. And it was just, I think it was great for just user experience as well. Um, Very educational.
0: Yeah, exactly. But like you said, when we're getting into regulated cannabis, there are some really good things that are coming out of it. And one of the good things is that, you know, although it is not perfect and not everything's happened that we wanted to, but we are getting people out of jail and we are, you know, being able to change people's records and have them be able to have more fruitful lives, especially like I had a friend who years ago got arrested and then it was horrible for her to be able to get employment after that but just recently she got her record expunged and she was like it's just a whole new world
1: oh yeah yeah we we do a lot of work with um a lot of organizations that you know focus on that you know last prisoner project is is one of our um biggest partners that we work with a lot and just it's super important we've definitely got a lot more work to do um but i feel like we're making the right steps in the right direction um, it feels like last year was was big for for those initiatives.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think more and more people are getting are aware of what's going on, and also saying, "Hey, you know, it's it's not right that somebody's languishing in jail for something that I get paid to do every day." Yep. So, Pax, what made you decide to join that company?
1: Oh, um, let me go back some years. It's It's been over three years now since I've been with Pax. Um, and, you know, I think what, what struck me as the most attractive thing about Pax early on was going to be my uh, ability and blessing to work with so many successful brands early on um, in my um, legal cannabis career. Um, and so, you know, a lot of brands that I looked up to jetty guild extracts, um, you know, heavy hitters right early on, um, kind of just went right into working with their teams and, um, learning a lot about, you know, what makes brands successful in this industry. Um, and so that was definitely the most appealing. I've always been a fan of PAX products as well. Um, and, you know, back to that family aspect, you know, there were even, So many people in my family that I would, one of the devices that kept coming up was the packs, you know, that they don't like the smoke necessarily. And, you know, they, you know, don't want to use tobacco anymore when they, you know, um, when they consume. And so I remember, you know, hearing about this and being more curious about it. And, you know, it was definitely a step above the rest when it came to um, just bringing quality um experiences to, to consumers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I know um I, I I don't know if you know this, but I got into the work because I'm a cancer survivor. And so my first classes that I taught when I started the education program at Apothecarium were on cannabis and cancer. And that's that still was like one of the most well attended classes, although I was really happy when it wasn't because it meant less people were going <laughs> through it, you know, but I always would, would bring these up, I would take the packs out and say, you know, if, if, you know, smoking cannabis isn't, isn't good for you, or you choose not to do it, there's another There's an alternative vaporization is a really great way to go, you still have the freedom of picking flowers. And being able to use them because some people say, you know, oh, well, I really like the flour. I don't want to be working with oils. We all have our preferences, which is why it's wonderful to have so many great options, especially in California. We're extraordinarily spoiled with the options that we have. But it's a, it's a really nice way to be able to inhale cannabis and also um, have something that's low profile that easily dissipates and is extraordinarily portable.
1: Absolutely, and you know the the first time I used it, the one thing I was surprised about was just the the flavor, uh, yeah. and being able to really experience um, your flower in a different way. And you know, I I I just I talked to a lot of industry stakeholders and you know people in purchasing, and you know those are some of the busiest people in the industry, constantly having product thrown at them, and the ones that are really really great at their job, they actually try um, all these products and give reviews and give feedback. And, um, you know, one of the things that I heard early on from my buyers is, man, the PAX three you gifted me or this PAX three that I've had, you know, for 10 years is what I use to, to really test and grade flower, um, to determine what ends up on the shelf. So, um, just love that. And, and it's just got its unique, you know, it's, it's, it's an experience that stands alone. Like it's, it's like no other. So, um, it's a really, really special device and you know, happy to talk about, you know, even the 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 new the two new PAX devices we've most recently launched.
0: Let's talk about it.
1: Yeah. So we recently launched um the PAX Mini and the PAX Plus. Um the PAX Mini is is actually um, you know, it's just a smaller version of the PAX 3 device. Um and it does a lot of what uh the PAX two and the PAX three did, but it's just making it more simple um for our customers, you know. <laughs> Not everyone needs the bells and the whistles, and so we have that those features in the PAX Plus, but really excited about that and the price point um, being um, a lot more accessible for consumers. Um, so the idea is to get more folks on the platform to to really understand what these devices bring to the table. Um, and then lastly, the, the PAX Plus is what we just came out with as well, which won uh, GQ Vaporizer of the Year. Congratulations. Uh, proud about, yeah. Um, thank you and uh yeah it's you know been getting a lot of great feedback from from just the media and from from consumers across the board um you know all has those steel. uh we have an improved 3d um tray mm-hmm. screen um, which makes it a, a lot easier to clean um and on top of that um re- re- uh, redesigned uh larger led lights um you know you have that soft matte coating that you're used to and uh, this time has color matched mouthpieces, which is super cool and, and just a really improved design overall.
0: I love it. I love it. Um, for those for our listeners out there, because we get people that are from, you know, seasoned experts, and professionals in our field to people who are kind of curious, some people may not understand what vaporizing cannabis in one of these units is all about. Would you mind explaining that to our listeners?
1: Absolutely. Yes. Um, you know, these, these devices are anti-combustion. Um, you know, a lot of folks, you know, enjoy smoking their cannabis, you know, in bongs and, um, you know, in blunts. And, you know, the one thing about our vaporizers is it brings a unique experience where it's, it's clean. Um, and it's just gonna give you the best of the plant. Um, and so the, the one difference is, when you're vaporize when you're vaporizing your cannabis you're heating um the material to the point where it's releasing its natural components um into the air and so you know there's a lot of cannabinoids that you know combust and that you wouldn't get the benefits from that you do um in a vaporizer
0: yeah yeah, and for people who are, you know, new to cannabis, who might be experimenting or stepping into it to use it for therapeutic value because a lot of people start using it when they have, you know, something that comes up medically in their lives especially I find that, you know, a lot of cancer patients, it may be their first time using it or the first time in a long while, you know, know that it's a very gentle way also to be able to consume the plant because it's like we were talking about, there's no smoke involved. it's all vapor it's it's lightly toasted, and the feeling can be a little bit more subtle than, for example, smoking a joint. But that being said, and this is this is an exciting thing like it's very like the one thing I've been noticing is some of the crossover with ancillary brands going into plant touching businesses. And talking about the fact that you've released some flower products,
1: yes, yes, very excited um, about our Pax pucks. Um, they we launched a um, few months before the new year. A very strategic launch. We wanted to make sure that this product addressed a lot of um, issues in the market, you know, and and felt uh, some of the filled some of the holes that were missing in the market. Um, but yeah, a little bit about um, our infused flour. It's infused with solventless uh, full melt hash. My favorite. So the best quality hash you can get. And yeah, this this product packs a punch. Um, our packs is used for several different reasons. Um, we just discussed, you know, uh, people who want to be discreet with their sessions, um, you know, that want access to more cannabinoids and their experience. Um, and this product, you know, does all of that. It's perfect um, for anyone that's in pain. It's perfect for someone that is just looking for something a bit stronger um, because each puck um, is at least 39% um, in testing. And so it's a very effective way um, to experience your cannabis. Um, The the cool thing is it comes in a perfect shape that fits directly into um, our ovens of our devices and it packs that flavor. There's so much hash in these pucks um 125 milligrams per puck and it comes in a pack of eight
0: i i love them i i have to say that they are really excellent for when you're on the go because my the only thing that i had issues with with the with the unit itself was the fact that i had to carry my grinder and my flowers i always have my tool on my keychain so that's never an issue (laughs) but with this it was like this little tin pop it in and go and when you're done like you said that drawer is so easy to clean now that all you have to do is it's basically just pop it out put in another one and for someone like me who has a higher tolerance i and loves hash it was a really great solution because it it only takes me a couple puffs to feel what i need to feel um but it's just it's super neat and it's you know it, there's, I would have expected there to be more packaging with a product like that, but it's actually it's it's fairly simple. It's a very elegant setup that you have with this.
1: Absolutely, yeah. We we love the reusable tin that it comes in. Yeah. Uh, and you know, especially folks that consume a lot of cannabis, always like to have knickknacks where they can keep you know rolling papers and you know dab caps and things like that. So I think uh, folks are going to get a lot of use out of the reusable tin. Um, you know, the one thing that's really special about this product is, um, it's made by hand. Like this is an artisanal, you know, product that is made with lots of manpower and love being put into it. And so, um, want to give a shout out to Kevin Sinclair on the PAX team who really like led the, the push in, in, um, you know, operations and manufacturing this product to bring it to market, um. The, the flavor's there. The strain consistency is there. It packs a punch every time. And the great thing is most people, you know, the second you think you're done with that puck, you look at it, it's brown. What You know, there's still so much right. product in it. And it's just, you got to keep going because you're going to, it's just, it keeps, keeps giving. So, you know, depending on the user, you can get up to, you know, 20 good you know, good strong hits out of your your packs with the puck.
0: Yeah, that I noticed that because I um I took it with me when I went to go see my mother in law for Christmas, who is eighty four years old, and during the pandemic started using cannabis for the first time, and she's been so happy because she's when she has cabin fever, she'll take a little puff off her pen, and she's like, every I don't get high, everything just seems a little better, and I'm like, yes. Yes, but I took this out and I was showing her and she's like, that's really interesting. <laughs> but it's it's just so easy. And when I thought I was done, I went and I took my tool and I just stirred around the drawer a little bit and there was so much more. I was so surprised. It's a different, totally different experience.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's it's multi use as well. You know, it, it comes with great timing, you know, with the release of our mini and our packs plus mm-hmm. um, this product could be broken down into a pipe, into a joint. Um, I personally use it as like a caviar as a topper, um, you know, just to increase the flavor and, and add a little mix to, to my joint. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I think it's it's got multiple uses and it's just very convenient. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, like you said, so no more having to carry around a fanny pack for your packs, you know, have your your rolling tray and your grinder and, and all that. Um, you've just got this nice reusable tin and we're um, just ready to go yeah.
0: to your pack. <laughs> That's the thing that always cracks me up with my, with my friends that are a little bit more aheady. It's like, they always come with their backpack. They have everything they need yes. or just in case they need it.
1: <laughs> the toilet, tree, the toiletry bag with, with all of the goodies. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: Or is it, it's like more like a dop kit. <laughs>
1: yeah. <like> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, it's interesting because the packs devices for a long time, um, you know, aren't great necessarily for, for hash. And so this product, um, you know, they, it's 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 not a let me say it's not they haven't been ideal for a lot of people who consume hash and concentrates on the regular and you know, heavy dabbers and you know, this product is a game changer. Yeah. And I, I believe it 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 transitions us as a brand to um a lot of these dabbers that you know prefer stronger um medicine.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. And also, you know you've got the new Pax era product, which the era itself was a major disruptor in the vape scene because prior to that, you know you know how people are behind the bar, they've seen everything they we get a little like eh, whatever, you know, like when cartridges first came out, everyone was excited, and then you know, for those of us with higher tolerances, we were like, "Well, you know." Not as strong as like what we normally smoke. And then the era came out. And that was the one thing that I remember all of my colleagues behind the bar were talking about. They're like, this packs a punch. And that really changed the game. And I noticed that other companies that were doing oil cartridges started really looking at what they were doing after the PAX pods came out. And then you had all those amazing collaborations. With all of the great oil makers, and so now you've come up with your diamond-infused pods, and you want to talk about that a little bit.
1: Absolutely, yeah. We originally launched um, with the rosin, um, the live rosin fresh press, and with eleven strains, and that was back in February, and then um, quickly launched uh, pure THCA um, diamonds uh, pod, and you know it's it's really about addressing. Um, different markets and and just having the versatility within our menu, um you know, between extraction types and and um, you know, different mediums of of products that we're using. And so to address that market, I mean, the one thing that our our pods do great is you're getting potency, you're getting it at a good price, and you're getting the best quality of materials you can get. And so, um we actually rounded out the year with launching. Our high purity THC or THC distillate pod as well. So we now have three lines on the platform uh, that are made by PAX and um, really excited about the work, the hard work our sales team is doing to um, get this product available for consumers across the state.
0: Now, what we're looking at that, that's a major shift going from strictly ancillary to being plant touching. How long? does it take to make something like that happen and and i and if and it's okay if you don't have the answer to this one because i'm just gonna go deep here but (laughs) with the way so many cannabis companies are struggling right now because we are overtaxed and it is incredibly expensive to do business in cannabis especially in california what the hell like, why would you want to go into flowers, right? Now?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think a lot of uh a lot of folks in the industry and outside were were um, surprised how you know sharp of a direction we made. But I think at PAX, um we're we're just putting the consumer first. And I think yeah. we have a unique understanding and, and ability to to bring products um to the market that are just going to increase you know, folks experience with, with cannabis and with the plant across the board, you know, in so many ways, even before we were, um, a plant touching company, we were an industry leader. Um, and when it comes to, you know, the quality of our standards and, um, you know, perfect example is, um, our devices are UL certified. Um, and, you know, this, we were, we were one of the first to do it in the industry. Um, we want to make sure that this device is not going to, um surprise you <laughs> per se. And so You're not that uh, kind of surprise.
0: You know, <laughs> nobody wants
1: that. <laughs> and you know, we hear these stories about lots of uh unregulated vaporizer devices just blowing up on planes. And you know, we've heard we've heard these stories and um just combusting in, in folks' hands. And so just going the extra mile and understanding this is not an industry that is so regulated, even though folks would say that argue that it is overly regulated um, but with safety standards we've got a lot of work to do and so um, at PAX, this is one of the main reasons I wanted to to work at Pax is that is of top of mind always um, in how we can you know just have the set the the industry standards um, for our products
0: Now are these the the um, the cannabis products themselves are they available anywhere besides California right now or what's what are the plans?
1: Yes, we um, they are available uh, right now. Um, We have our Massachusetts market um, and our Colorado market that have launched our live rosin. And some of those states will have our, our diamonds and high purity THC also available.
0: I noticed Connecticut's gotten online. You're planning on heading over there?
1: We've got lots of plans um, in the near future to, uh, you know, reach the the, the largest um, audience that we can. I think um, it's important. I think people all over the globe deserve uh, to have some PAX products in their life.
0: I completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> it is, you know, it, being that you started out as an ancillary brand, it's been really nice to be able to recommend your products like across the board, because one of the most frustrating things when I've been teaching classes is people asking, you know, liking a product and saying, well, where, where can I get it where I live and having to be like, well, not yet, but guess what? If you start getting, you know, into politics and getting really politically active and letting your policy, you know, influencers know what it is that you want there's a chance that you may be able to get that, but it's it's an interesting thing looking at the different states and seeing what's available, not necessarily because the decisions have been made using facts, but more about the stigma that we're still fighting. And I think that the patch products are a really great way. Of normalizing it, especially for people who may be intimidated by joints or bowls or dabbing or all of that stuff, it's like it's a very friendly product to work with.
1: Yeah, it's it's very friendly, and um, you know, it's it's kind of dipping your your toe in the pool per se. But then you can belly flop into the pool as well with our product. So it covers like a very wide um, usage point. I mean, there's nothing closer. Than taking a dab out of a, a pen than using an era device yeah. and especially with our rosin pods and, and our uh, thca diamonds and, and distillates. so uh, we really want to make it easier for folks to you know come into the cannabis space without overdoing it on their first use and then just never wanting to go back and i think that's how we lose a lot of customers in this industry um, and, and patients in this industry is um, there's they're, they're maybe used to a time release or something that they uh, don't have to stress out about because their doctor has told them, hey, it's okay to use this. I'm prescribing it to you. Um, one of the things we're proud of at PAX is when it comes to some of these legal states working to go recreational and outside of medical, just for medical only, PAX is oftentimes the only, you know, vaporizer available in some of these markets. And so um, we've got a unique ability to um Capture those audiences and and gain trust um from from folks that are really using um, cannabis to to benefit their lives,
0: yeah, I really like the fact that the demographics of your user is exceptionally wide it's it's very you know not only is it portable, but for somebody with any any amount of experience or tolerance can really get a lot out of it. um I'm gonna do a little a little shift because I was looking at your bio. And I was noticing that you are a member of the CCIA Diversity, Inclusion, and Social Equity Committee.
1: I am, yes.
0: <laughs> I'm really happy uh, to hear that. What are you doing? What's going on? What are you excited about with that?
1: Um, I think at this point, I'm excited about just doing as much as I can to support um, CCIA this year. Um, mm-hmm. Last year was a very busy year, and um, this year there's a lot more, um, I think, access and an opportunity to to do more with the group. Um, I think what's what's super important is just looking constantly looking at um, social equity and and the way our laws and regulations are written and you know who they support the best you know I come from uh, a family business that is considered highly regulated as well from the recycling industry and transitioning into cannabis has always been um, there's been so many parallels. Um, and sometimes we see uh, the influence when it comes to how these laws are written and um, supported by, you know, folks that have maybe the biggest pockets. Um, yeah. and we have to think about, you know, our small and medium sized operators and um, how these laws affect them. Um, and so yeah. that's that's what's really been great to work with ccia is to to hear from. Um, these operators and, and to hear and understand, you know, how these laws and rules are making it harder um, on top of everything else to be successful um, and to fight for that change.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm on the, um, the California Cannabis Advisory Committee and our seven plus hour meeting last month <laughs> was mainly i'm on the 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 social equity subcommittee too we have both of those the same week and they are both multi-hour meetings and it was really good to hear from everybody but it was also really hard because everybody's hurting in the industry but especially our social equity operators and how much I don't think people understand like how much money goes into a business before it even opens. And and what they have to deal with with permits and things like that and also just even getting grant money and having people approach them for partnerships that may not benefit them. And th- there's just a lot of a lot of challenges. So I'm really it's wonderful to see companies like yours supporting it and you know engaging professionals like you to actually take part in it not only as an individual and professionally in the industry but as a representative of a large influential company in the United States.
1: Absolutely and you know I I think it's important to just know that there's there is a responsibility there. Um, and you know it, it goes across the board. And so I am really grateful And us at PAX are all grateful to work alongside, you know, the organizations that are making a positive impact on our industry. Mm -hmm. You know, not only from social equity, but even down to, you know, compassion and safe access. Um, You know, some of the organizations definitely want to give a shout out to Last Prisoner Project, uh, Marijuana Policy Project, This Is Jane Project, Weed for Warriors, Our Academy, um, and and, you know, just so many others that that we work with and and will. Um be working with this year some some new folks that we'll be working with that we're excited about. So, um, I think it's it goes without saying, but it is definitely a responsibility. and um i'm I'm proud that pax is is a true part of this culture, um, the the deeper culture and not just that surface level um, cannabis brand um, that that's out there.
0: Yeah, I really like that. It's for me, it feels like uh, the days before legalization when most of us, We're approaching it from that perspective, and we've had some radical changes with new players in the industry, and I think those of us who have been here a while, it is our job to remind people how we got here and who we owe and who we need to be supporting. And that being said, you were mentioning a PAX Day of Service, and I'm really curious about that. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, really, really excited. Um, we're going to be working with some retailers in NorCal, um, specifically California Street Cannabis. i um, shout out to Duncan and Jacari and their great team, Rudy and all those guys. I hear they're
0: um, they're doing a great job there.
1: They they're they're awesome, and they do a lot for 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 social equity. They do a lot for compassion. They are just some, some very great um, operators and and a joy to work with. Um, we'll also be working with Okana in Oakland. Black owned dispensary that just opened up last year. I'm super excited to work with with Josh and his team and then Reese Benton. Um, oh,
0: Reese, she's awesome.
1: Uh, she is she is amazing and always great to work with as well. And so we're gonna be doing a compassion program there. Um, on this on we're partnering up with organizations um at each of those locations to bring patients in and give them some safe access to some fun. PAX products, um, along with some other brands that we will be including just to make sure that they can get a bang for uh, their experience um, at on this day. And, you know, not only that, but we're we're doing a company-wide active service day um, this day. So everyone at PAX will be finding an organization to support, um, whether that's a, a food bank, um, you know, giving, giving meals out and serving meals to, you know, community build and uh, trash pickups and cleanups and things like that. So we just want to, um, you know, bring peace. You know, a lot of people don't know PAX actually means peace. And, uh, you know, on this day, it's it's really about just doing the most we can for our industry and and to make the world a better place.
0: I love that. I love that. And for our listeners out there, uh, for those of you who may not have tuned in this on some of the episodes where we've talked about compassion, compassion programs, are where we're able to provide free cannabis through donations, through the generous donations of our community to medical cannabis patients that are low income. Because it is extraordinarily expensive to be sick, and even more so when you're financially struggling. It's a a never-ending battle. It's like a snowball. And so to be able to support people, especially because cannabis is not covered by insurance yet, which we're trying to change, but it's really amazing all the generosity of companies to be able to help with that. So I, as, as a compassion activist, I just really want to thank you and the company for all your work around that.
1: We we really want to thank you. I mean, your your podcast is definitely bringing more awareness for compassion and, and social equity and, you know, just the topics that matter the most. Um, and so, Thank you for for giving us a platform and for using your platform for, for good.
0: Oh, well, I love it. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> I feel like maybe if I wasn't so passionate about it, I'd be a lot richer. But hey, I sleep better at night.
1: <laughs> we do what we love. That's
0: yeah. it. Exactly. So what are some things that you're excited about?
1: This year, um, we are going to con- continue to move uh quickly and um you know continue to bring great fun products to market. So um I'm just I'm just excited to continue to get this product out there into the world. Um very excited about what we've been able to accomplish. Our, our sales team is just amazing. Um our product team amazing. We have, you know, our toxicologist um you know shout out to echo um is very amazing.
0: important role
1: yes yes and i believe we are the only cannabis company with a toxicologist and not that a, a female toxicologist right on um, so echo is amazing and we are so happy to have her she actually um was a part of a actually just got a um yeah i definitely want to give a shout out to to echo um and her team we we just pu- um published or her work was published Um, a first of its kind framework um, for the safety evaluation uh, of additives used in cannabis concentrates for vaporization. Um, And so, you know, this is just another way for us to show we are trying to be um, the standard or set the standard in this industry. And um, so, yeah, people can definitely go online and check out that framework. And, you know, that framework will be definitely used um, by our company and by other companies, um, you know, to make sure that they're increasing safety standards across the board um, when it comes to concentrates.
0: That's super important. I think one of the things when we're looking at like regulation in the industry, people say that it's overregulated. Some people say it's under-regulated. I think that we just need to be directing regulations towards more things like that rather than some of the things that we're wasting our time on that are expensive that are actually being have been put together because of people's fear and reluctance around cannabis regulation. Because we've wasted a lot of time and we have a lot of farmers that are languishing because of some of the regulatory things that are going on. Um, I was just up in Humboldt in September and um, just really hearing about how many farmers aren't sure if they're going to be able to afford to grow or are looking at going back to produce or doing produce for the first time and it's crazy to think about that because when I first started in the industry you know close to 11 years ago the one thing that I marveled at was for the first time farmers were actually making money
1: yes (laughs) yes It, it lasted for a for a for a hot second um I feel like and um you know they are the reason that we're all here for the most part i mean they they put their their backs on the line for so long and you know when i first got into cannabis had had a few trips to the hill and uh you know was blessed to to see see all those things happening in real time and um i think at that point you know that's where it was all coming from right and, yeah. and you know to see everybody shift and you know more indoor and you know greenhouse facilities being built um it's just i always think about the the originators and um the farmers and legacy farmers so um yeah very very blessed but i don't think we're doing enough for them at all and i think there's going to be a time where um hopefully the right people start to realize that and and make some key changes um hopefully very quickly
0: i hope so too because i i believe that if we make these changes, it not only brings prosperity to the growers, but it, in the end for the state, they will end up getting more money than they're looking at now because, you know, it, the, I mean, you got to start from somewhere and then you got to make the adjustments, but it would behoove the state and benefit the industry to make some very essential changes Around this. And one thing that just scares the hell out of me is that excise tax going up because we're going to be seeing a lot of issues with that. And yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like there's just a lot more to do. But it's, I also feel like there are some regulators that need to do some tours of grows because once you're your first time in a grow, it changes the way you look at everything.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Um, I think there's a lot of perspective to be gained across the industry uh, with regulators. And um, it goes a long way. Just a farm tour in itself is life changing, whether you're in the industry or not. And so I urge anybody to get out there and to tour some of these farms and just be around the plant because the energy is real.
0: Yeah. And there's opportunities to actually do organized tours if you don't if you don't have a friend that has a farm there are some really great opportunities to be able to do that every time that I take my husband to a farm (laughs) he's always like I just want to cry it's so beautiful (laughs) like whether it's outdoors or whether it's like a greenhouse one because we went to I took him last spring to possible down in Salinas where they are using a, a, a big old chrysanthemum farm and they're growing and he was just like this is insane this is beautiful how can anybody you know be afraid of this And i was like well we have a lot of conversations to have and you know what happened in the early days you know they were real the pr with cannabis prohibition i mean they did a great job
1: yeah i you know it's funny it's the holiday season still you know we're at the end of it but being around a lot of friends and family and friends of family. And, you know, I'm sure you can relate to this, especially being a master educator is you're the source of truth for so many people. And, you know, I, myself didn't necessarily sign up for that, but you start to see the misinformation is still at work um and is stronger than ever. And, you know, you can, it's, it's funny. You, you can just say, Hey, can you look this up? You know, it's, You know, I had had some friends, friends of family over for uh, for Christmas dinner. And um, someone just said, you know, I, uh, I just don't know about I just don't know about cannabis. I'm like, well, do you want to know about cannabis? How's this conversation going to go? It it was started with, you know, well, my brother is a DEA agent. And so. (laughs) And I just said, I don't know if you're open, if your mind is open <laughs> enough for this conversation. And we ended up having a good discussion. And, you know, I, I, you know, just try to make the best of moments like that because it goes a long way. And wow. I think if, as anybody in this industry has an opportunity, not necessarily to put your debate hat on, but to to have a conversation and to give people at least access to information they could research themselves is is what we need to do to kind of soften, um, you know, the the impact that that this propaganda has has led to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I always like to say conversation is normalization. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's a, uh, and also I think it's really important to say that even though you know we we create cannabinoids in our body and we have our endocannabinoid system, not all of us, you know, are are great with phytocannabinoids. But that's okay. And that's the thing that I always like to say because sometimes when people have an experience and it doesn't work well with their bodies, you know, as human beings, we're drawn to painting things with a very wide brush. Say, oh, well, if it's not good for me, it's not good for anybody. Well, no, that's not necessarily the case. Let's have that conversation too. Like cannabis is an opportunity to change the way that we do business. To approach the world in a compassionate way while creating abundance, and also creating critical thought—like really talking about—you can't, you can't say this because something's not right for you. It's not right for anybody else. And people who get or have a really good experience with it who ha- didn't think they would are crowing it from the rooftops. And I'm like, that's awesome too. But that little chocolate-covered blueberry that works for you may not work for grandma like let's talk about dosage let's let's talk about the different ways of doing things and and why we have it because we all respond differently and the different modalities are different for us and that's also why we have to have a wad swath, swath of products lots of different products that feature you know emergent cannabinoids and really have like a rich industry in all of the states so that we can help people absolutely So, after I went on that tirade, (laughs) and thank you for humoring me, Brandon, because, you know, I get on my soapbox and get a little excited. (laughs) If people want to keep up with the latest and greatest and what's going on with PAX, what are your social media handles? What are the ways to be able to check in and see what's going on?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, please check us out on um, PAX.com. We've got everything there from store locators to, you know, our PAX journal, which is super educational. Um, we've also got information on, you know, what we're doing in social impact um, and just, you know, new events that we're activating. Um, so all that's available on our website, along with um, our very, very cool accessory line as well that's available um, that you can't find in many dispensaries so Ooh. definitely take a look at that um our instagram is pax underscore official um and our twitter is at made by pax um so yeah please uh, reach out uh and actually go please go into your dispensaries and um if you don't see the pax products you want um you know let them know you'd like to you'd like to try them out um we are Uh, Always in the field, opening up new accounts to make this product more accessible to folks. But we are excited um, because we are in 300 plus stores across California. So, um, yeah, please uh, look us up and stay in touch.
0: Oh, one thing I forgot to ask you. Are you still doing your fancy etching events
1: The laser engraver is still out there in the wild across the country. Um, And actually, I think internationally, it's sometimes uh, with with our our PAX devices. Um, Yeah, they're still out there. Keep definitely stay up on our social, our Instagram. Um, We uh, typically announce where we're going to be with the engraver. This year, we'll probably be doing... Um, engraver tours throughout the year and and kind of parking the engravers at our dispensaries, so customers can see it go home bring it back and get it engraved
0: that's cool I have a few engraved pieces whenever I'm out and about with them they always start a lot of conversations oh yeah how'd you get how'd you get your name on that with that fancy design well yeah
1: Right time, right right place at the right time.
0: That's it, Brennan. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm just, I'm so excited to see what you and Pax are going to be doing. And thank you for being a good player in this industry and your service and your innovation. And like I said, I'm just, I'm just so excited to see what you do next. And stay in touch.
1: We'll do. Thank you so much for having me and um, for having Pax. And um, really, really appreciate the opportunity.
0: Absolutely. We'll see you next time. Thanks. And everyone remember planted is twice a month. And if you like listening, please. Give us reviews, share it with a friend Let us know what your favorite episodes are And if you'd like to stay in touch Over social media, we are Planted with Sarah Pion on Facebook and Planted with Sarah on Instagram And Twitter You can also go to our website www.plantedwithsarah.com Or listen to us on our Parent network, Radio Misfits Network Or there are other great podcasts Like one of my favorites, the Winemakers Podcast So check it out You can listen to Planted wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, whether that's Pandora, Spotify, Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, tune in, we are there. So join us. And until next time, stay curious, stay safe. And remember, it's a wild world out there. Be good to one another. Until next time, take care.